this pulp. Our pioneers keep striking inwards and downwards. Every layer they strip seems camped on before. The bog holes might be Atlantic seepage. The wet centre is bottomless. I had spent much time near bogs and mosses and so on when I was a youngster, and uh, during the 1970s, all this pre-reflective familiarity with such places got crossed on other levels of awareness. First of all, with an interest in archaeological finds that had been made in the bogs of Jutland, finds sometimes of the bodies of men and women, sometimes separately buried human limbs. I was terrifically entranced by these photographs because, terrible as they were, they were nevertheless riveting. And the theory that they had been part of some sacrificial ritual, that these bodies had been part of that or part of some punishment for offences committed against the tribe, that made me think of them in relation to the whole ethos of self-sacrifice that had lain behind much 20th century violence, whether in the, so to speak, official world war milieu or in national liberation movements like the IRA. The three poems I'm going to read in a moment focus, respectively, upon the head of a sacrificed man, the skeleton of a young woman who had been the victim of some fatal punishment beating in the Iron Age, and the severed head of another girl. But the gaze which the poems fix upon these Iron Age bodies is haunted by parallels which they evoke with things that were happening in Northern Ireland during the violent days of the 1970s. The Tolland Man Someday I will go to Aarhus to see his peat-brown head, the mild pods of his eyelids, his pointed skin cap. In the flat country nearby where they dug him out, his last gruel of winter seeds caked in his stomach, naked except for the cap noose and girdle, I will stand a long time. Bridegroom to the goddess. She tightened her torque on him and opened her fen, those dark juices working him to a saint's kept body, trove of the turf cutter's honeycombed workings. Now his stained face reposes at Aarhus. I could risk blasphemy, Consecrate the cauldron bog, our holy ground, and pray him to make germinate the scattered, ambushed flesh of laborers, stocking corpses laid out in the farmyards, telltale skin and teeth flecking the sleepers, the four young brothers trailed for miles along the lines. Something of his sad freedom as he rode the tumbrel should come to me, driving saying the names Tolond, Grobal, Nebelgord, watching the pointing hands of country people, not knowing their tongue. Out there, in Jotland, in the old man-killing parishes, I will feel lost, unhappy, and at home. Punishment I can feel the tug of the halter at the nape of her neck, the wind on her naked front. It blows her nipples to amber beads. 
It shakes the frail rigging of her ribs. I can see her drowned body in the bog, the weighing stone, the floating rods and bows, under which, at first, she was a barked sapling that is dug up, oak bone, brain firkin, her shaved head like a stubble of black corn, her blindfold a soiled bandage, her noose a ring to store the memories of love. Little adulteress, before they punished you, you were flaxen-haired, undernourished, and your tar-black face was beautiful. My poor scapegoat, I almost love you, but would have cast, I know, the stones of silence. I am the artful voyeur of your brain's exposed and darkened combs, your muscles webbing and all your numbered bones.